If you missed it live, catch the broadcast on kaya959.co.za. We join now on the line by Tabi Lenkunjana, Senior Economist for Trade Research Unit and Acting Manager at the Trade Research Unit uh, of the National Agricultural Marketing Council. Such a pleasure to have you with us, uh, Tabi Len. Welcome to the show. Good to speak to you. I can imagine that, uh, much like me, you're someone who enjoys looking at the numbers, but also making the numbers practical for us in terms of the nuances, the story that it tells about our experience. And when I read this report that uh, the uh, urban food basket actually increased by 11.5% year on year in terms of cost, it made me uncomfortable, but it's also realistic. So uh, talk us through this because this increase is much higher than what we see in terms of inflation. Okay, uh, as, 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 as you mentioned, that you know, recently uh, we have had issues with the numbers, at least for prices in South Africa generally. Um, so, with, with regards to the, the the numbers that you're talking about, there has been a bit of uh, you know changes right there. But uh, what I can say is that uh, when we are to compare these, uh, from for instance, at least on a month-on-month basis, there has been a bit of improvement in general too. You know, to all the numbers that you're talking about, at least from the both urban areas and, and in rural areas, because these numbers tend to not be the same when you come around rural and urban. So, as for the urban prices, uh, certain products have been an issue, and specifically those are the ones that have to do with the likes of the poultry and their egg issues around the, the even influenza. And then, of course, the fruit and vegetables since coming in from later to literally coming to this month, but of course. Those are the issues that are related to uh, the supply that we have seen in terms of uh, from the production part of things and that, of, that those numbers were sort of translated to the prices that we are seeing um, you know, from the retail across the country. But we are re- remaining at least optimistic about certain things in terms of being uh, improved going forward. But for now, we are still seeing some such as uh, some high numbers, for instance, if you are to look at specific mm. commodities like your potatoes, in others, but we are still remaining positive about things to get better in the next coming few few months. Mm. And maybe let's talk about some of these particular food items, right? As you mentioned, this is uh, up from the urban food uh, basket, which I assume you know, speaks to urban areas, the large retailers that we're able to get our foods from. But uh, I'm noticing that there are significantly high increases in some of the basics that um, some uh, South Africans perhaps under the, the, the uh, food line um, would be able to yeah. afford, looking at white sugar, instant coffee, tea, yeah. uh, potatoes up by yeah. 43%. These are significant double-digit increases, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I mean, with, with regards to potatoes, for instance, uh, that has been an issue. <laughs> uh, I remember there are some few stories that are trending online, uh, you know, as prices going above uh, 100, 100 grand to 150. That was crazy, of course, given the economic, uh, you know, circumstances. But as for sugar, um, if one is to recover from the, at least even each fear to look into the global space, you realize that of all the commodities that uh, you know, folks buy sugar remains the higher trending product, and that is basically because of the commodity itself, which is having to have you know some challenges in terms of production from key suppliers, yeah, like in Brazil, and then production from other key you know suppliers like the ones in Asia having to be sort of projected down, and then the market sort of reacted to that. Because if we are to have a country that is such a big supplier like a Brazil, and then you know you're having some potentially declines in other key uh, suppliers, then that is definitely going to have a knock on prices, and that's something that 
we've been observing in South Africa uh, uh, for sugars. And the same thing for coffee, uh, mm. the supply chain, uh, partly it has been that of those issues, but in general, these are things that are uh, somehow beyond, you know, the, the consumer's control or even the producers themselves because, uh, you know, as, as is normally the case, prices mm. are determined by the supply and demand of all the products that one is to buy. Tabile, as consumers, I, I guess you won't be surprised if we look at these numbers with a sense of uh, skepticism and concern to say, but hold on, these are basic items that have really shot up significantly. Yeah. Uh, and when we do take a look at the um, um, average CPI, yeah. uh, these numbers are much more uh, significantly high. Help us understand the context of the market factors that have led to this level of inflationary yeah. uh, growth in, in these uh, the prices of these food products. Um, given that back yeah. in 2020, we well aware that the Competition Commission has paid a, a very close yeah. eye on making sure that the environment is competitive to to bolster affordability yeah. in the market yeah no also let me you know that the issue is is that um there are some of the underpinning factors for instance if you are to look into today let me take for this as for an example uh, you'll recall that when we came in into 2023 last year that is there was a larger supply of potatoes early that year the previous year and then that made kind of the prices for potatoes to go down and then coming to 2023, producers are very skeptical about producing larger you know, crop because they understand that prices are going to be low. Unfortunately, that led to a, a, a lower than anticipated you know, production, and that was reflected on prices. And of course, remember, we're still talking about the issues of fertilizers mm. that are being put into that. They were very high. The issues of petrol and diesel, I remember those are commodities that are planted on huge fields that when they are being produced, a lot of those products like your diesels and petrols are being used at an expensive price. And of course, the fertilizers, even though that they're coming down, there were some of the issues that they sort of under a sort of impounding, you know, they, they put in the production. As it was the case for drought, for instance, in the case of sugar, and in Brazil, the issue was the, was the drought there that are sort of uh, negatively impacting the yields, with South Africa being not necessarily a larger player, somewhere around, you know, the top uh, between 15 and 20 producers of sugar in the world and export are there. But it's still a very small player, therefore it cannot influence the mm. prices that one is to see mm. in the local market compared to the global space. Mm. This is concerning, especially, I'm assuming even for, you know, if we're talking about urban areas, what's happening in peri-urban and maybe even rural areas? Or does that shift slightly because there might be a, yeah. a, a closer reliance to subsistence, subsistence farming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no but at least the, the thing about, you know, the, the urban prices and, and, and rural areas is determined by factors like your supply chains. When, mm. uh, for instance, the products that are agricultural uh, products normally they are produced in, in rural areas, but the problem there is to be the value-added ones, that is, and also the the, the sizes of the product. For instance, um, if you had to compare what the consumers in urban areas buy compared to the rural areas, rural areas they will sometimes go for larger products. Yes. By basic economics, when you buy in larger, it tends to save a little bit, but when you're buying in smaller quantities, then you spend more on those. So, of some of the dynamics and also because of the products that is to be transported for instance in the city center of Shopping and then to the transported in the far east of the country like rural areas where product is produced so those are kind of costs that they demand the differences but of course the supply of that product in general is always going to be an issue but um it, it of course is it, it, not it doesn't necessarily be that huge but of course there's going to be difference between one round and two rounds and so forth but 
yeah, of course, there is going to be an knock-on effect on consumers, both in Malawi and Urban areas. But of course, there's going to be just a tiny difference in those prices. Mm. Tabile, I'm assuming that this underscores a concern that's been raised by yourself and many of your peers that uh, perhaps it's not food scarcity that's the problem in South Africa, but food available, um, uh, I guess, affordability uh, given these high inflationary yeah. contexts. Uh, share more details with us here. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The, the issue for Africa, I mean, for Africa produce uh, is literally feeding the world. We are mm-hmm. exporting a lot of products across the world, uh, Europe, Asia, Middle East, uh, you, you name it. A lot of food. Uh, apparently, at least as of recently, uh, yeah, that is 222 numbers as far as exports are concerned. We are exporting now around 50% of our product that we produce in South Africa to the world. So that tells you that we have enough to feed us locally. But the issue is the socioeconomic pressures that we have, the, the, the differences in terms of people being able to work and inequalities, those are the problems that South Africa faces because it doesn't matter if you, you reduce um, the loss of bread to, to 150. If people are not working, then that's a problem because they're not going to be able to, to afford that. So the, the, those are the issues that South Africa has. That is the access of it, economic and physical access to it. No access of food. Other than that, we do have enough even for the products that we buy outside, the likes of rice, the palm oil. We have systems that are put in place. We get those products in time in South Africa. They are here, but of course, there's going to be a bit of knock-on effect when global markets are being kind of impacted by that. But as far as supply is availability, South Africa has systems put in place to make sure that we have those. But the problem is for the people that are not working and other economic pressures, those people, they're always going to have to be impacted by this, which is why you see the sort of uh, other competition commission inquiries sort of are trying to address this because Africa is working in an open market that is free, you know, so therefore there has to be some sort of controls in terms of looking if there is some bit of, um, you know, suspicion around any of the products. It's not like uh, there is necessarily an issue, but the, the reality is that somebody has to look into that and the Competition mm-hmm. Commission has that uh, mandate to, uh, to exert that. Exactly. This is so intriguing, Tabula, because I'm sitting here thinking, well, as a consumer myself and uh, my listeners, we're all sitting here thinking, well, what can we do? Because ultimately we still need the chicken, the potato, the rice, the peanut butter, the tea, the coffee to actually get by for our monthly groceries. And it almost seems as though uh, we are just price takers. Uh, is that the yeah. case or are we finding that more stakeholder groups, research councils and peers in your industry are, are actively lobbying the Competition Commission and other market participants to ensure that you know the market is opened yeah. up and uh, prices are fully evaluated? Yeah, no, I think, I mean, the, the industry themselves, that is the guys that are producing the commodities that is your, what you're consuming, as you mentioned, all of them, poultry and then so forth. There's a lot of food that has been put behind the scenes. For instance, you know, when there was an outbreak for the influenza, the industry working with the government, they made sure that at least there's a bit of improved supply. We increased the, the amount of chicken that you had to import into South Africa, and then eggs. That's something that you don't normally import. South Africa does not import our fresh eggs, at least. It only imports the powdered eggs. So that, you know, it, that means that we have, uh, of course, a relatively good supply and a balanced you know, market for those uh, products. But because of the certain issues that like the even further happened, and then maybe for other commodities like your grains, uh, the shops in the market, it is because of the current heat, or at least the drought that we're having. As we speak now, we will definitely have to see some of these you know, knock-on effects on the prices. But in generally, 
there's a lot that is being done in terms of making sure that whatever it is happening in South Africa, there's going to be enough food, mm. which is why, for instance, the state has some grants, you know, just to assist, even though that is not going to be enough or sustainable, perfect, but there are the number of, of initiatives that, you know, that are being put, including the competition community, and so ensure that, you know, people are being put at ease so that they can understand what is really happening within these commodities and the markets as mm. they, you know, they operate. Definitely. So intriguing. And I, I guess uh, for, in the short to medium term, inflation is still expected to be elevated. Uh, CPI is what I'm referring to specifically around yeah. what, 5.7, 5.9. But the reality is that we're paying a lot more at uh, the counters uh, and at the pay point. Yeah. Is this something that we should expect to remain at these elevated um, levels? <laughs> uh, at, least, at least in the, in the short term, uh, we, something we can look into. But I mean, we, we, are, we are optimistic, as I said earlier on. But as much as we are experiencing the El Nino, you know, the El Nino effect is the one thing that somehow at this stage is kind of giving us, you know, um, nightmares because as soon as that happens, it means then there's a possibility that the country might not produce enough food as it would, not that necessarily enough, but remember, uh, you know, uh, when we have larger crops like your maize, your wheat, mm. then it means then we have enough supply. And then when we have enough supply, it means that we will probably have the cushions and you know, our local prices, even though that South Africa is a small player, it does not have the control, at least the full effect that China would have or Brazil have in terms of the market. But when we have enough locally, it tends to have a bit of assistance for the consumers. And that, of course, it talks to our neighboring countries who tend to buy a lot from South Africa. So, I, again, you know, the circumstances in those countries, they're going to have, you know, some partly in, in, in fact into the entire you know, situation. And on that note, Tabila, I'm assuming weather conditions as well, La Linea, El Nino, depending on where things go. Yeah. That yeah, also of course, that is going to mm-hmm. play a critical role. That one is the El Nino that you are seeing right now. I mean, uh, there's been a lot of talk about the drought that you are seeing in other areas, then excessive rains in other parts. So those, they have a potential impact that can lead to a lower price, but I mean, sort of lower production. But for, for now, uh, you know, the data that we received today is still painting a fairly good picture, mm-hmm. but we are still you know, looking into the weather because nobody knows, per se, at least uh, as, as, as clear as it is how it's going to be. But, you know, the, the weather patterns, they are painting to the El Nino or drier than usual conditions. And mm-hmm. that in agriculture, in general, you know that it's going to have some sort of impact, but we are hoping that things won't be as bad. Hey, Tabile, you've educated us today, sir. Truly appreciate the insight and knowledge you've shared with us. And also, I guess, just providing us with a, a buffer to understand that things are tough. Our pockets will be strained and will be tighter. And there's many moving elements that contribute uh, to the reality of what we're seeing in terms of uh, the urban food basket having increased by 11.5% year on year. Thank you again for your time. If you missed it live, catch the broadcast on kaya959.co.za.